Welcome back to the Fangirl Forum, guys. I am your host, Meredith Loftus, a.k.a. your friendly neighborhood fangirl. Welcome back. If you are surviving the heat in L.A. and you're listening to this, kudos to you. Thank you for listening. <laughs> We're just trying to survive the heat around here. Joining me today is basically what I just want to call you a professional fangirl. Like, I just <laughs> think that encompasses like everything I've seen about you and everything you write. This is Laura Siri Cool. Yes, I got it. <laughs> Laura Siri Cool is here joining me today. Welcome. Thank you for coming. No, thank you for having me. Yeah, I like that title. I think I'm going to use it from now on, Professional Fangirl. You should. That I should really, be in your Twitter bio. I should, I should because like I, I'm such a fangirl of every, honestly, almost everything and I get excited about everything so easily. <laughs> I trust me, I get it. And it just seems like you are everywhere doing everything and it's like, what is she doing? How is she doing this? This is amazing. So yeah, like I met you uh, at the Steel Wars podcast live podcast at Scum and Villainy to do the Last Jedi discussion. Yes. Um that, that was really fun. And it was back in January. Yeah. That was back in January. The Not the flu, but um, laryngitis. Oh, day. gosh. And, like, I had to do the podcast. I'm like, okay, I'm ready. Well, you <laughs> sounded great. And I was there because uh, one of my coworkers at the time, Ash uh, Crossan, she was part of the panel. And some okay. of us from ET Online mm -hmm. were together and just killed it up there. Like, all of you. I listened back to it not that long ago and I was like yeah that was such a fun night like it was great everyone's really cordial because I know everyone had different opinions but it was great because um I just loved the last last Jedi so much and now it's getting so much black so I'm mm -hmm. um like and love is black but um I just I love being part of that discussion and 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 meeting so many people like I got to meet you so that was really Woo! awesome fellow Hufflepuff yeah Hufflepuffs <laughs> Hufflepuffs represent yes oh. and then we both love pork so much no which you guys can't see this, this is a podcast <laughs> but I brought out my porks I have two of them one that I keep here and actually one that I keep at work and I don't have a desk yet, so mm. I've had to bring everything back. <laughs> so I have, like, all these porgs, all these Funkos, and I'm like, they just want their home. And um, They need a place to land and nest. Yes, exactly. And make <laughs> porglets. Yes. Like, and the whole group of them would be a murder. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> that was such a fun discovery. Thank you, Ash, for tweeting at Ryan Johnson about this. That was important news that day. That was. I um, I have a murder at home. Like, on my couch. Nice. <laughs> um, also, though, you, uh, well, you're a huge Whovian, and you, I, what was it, Gallifrey won the convention. Yeah. One of my friends uh, who I've met through fangirling, uh, Madison Morrow, she uh, was cosplaying, and I saw, like, the two of you, like, met up. Oh, yeah, And Madison. so I was like, yeah. It's <laughs> like, it's such a small world. I love it. Yeah, we did, like, team cosplay together. Um, we did the Hogwarts Daleks. That is so awesome. Yeah, so we, we communicated regarding on that, like, just to work it out. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, every, like, every year I, I cosplay at, at Doctor, the Gal Doctor Who Gallifrey 1 convention. Mm -hmm. I, and I did, I did a cosplay panel, too, and I just, I, like, I do cosplay for the small, small convention. Okay, like Star cool. Wars, Star Trek, this one, like, yeah. Doctor Who. Um, not Comic-Con, but because it's insane. It is so insane. <laughs> you can't walk anywhere and schedule anything if you're cosplaying so Ooh, I'm yeah like, I'm, I'm out 
I need, I need to enjoy myself. Yeah, which I totally want to get into all the stuff coming up with Comic-Con with you in a bit because you, it sounds like you're going to have a really crazy Comic-Con this year. Oh my god, it, I'm, I'm still scheduling everything. It's, it's going to be nuts. Like, last year I didn't get, I maybe got like five hours sleep total. And so, and then I have to write stuff, so I was like constantly on the move. Mm-hmm. But it was great, it was worth it. And oh yeah. Um, this, this year I'm hoping that it will be just as good. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm I'm gonna have major FOMO not being there, but I'm sure like it'll be fun seeing everything like come out of you know uh, all the news and yeah. Whatnot. But at least you'll be rested. At least I will be rested. <laughs> at least this time. <laughs> okay, so I just want to jump in uh, to some uh, news that has been happening in the world of fandom this past week. Um, when I cannot wait to get your like thoughts on all yeah. of this. So first things first, which you found out yesterday, Carrie Russell is joining episode nine. Yes, it is oh, confirmed. It is confirmed. Oh my goodness. Uh, what do you think? Like, are you excited about it? You, uh, you can't see my quotations. Is she playing Ray's mom? <laughs> I laugh so hard because that's like always the first thing like I see after every article. It's like mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, guys, not every white woman brunette is playing Ray's mom. Jin is not Ray's mom. Space Laura Dern is not. Holo <laughs> is not her mom. Like it, it's not gonna happen, guys. Let 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 the past die. Yeah. Like let the past die. Kill it if you must. Yes. Kill it if you must. <laughs> like I, I mean, I'm excited because she's part of the Felicity team, and mm-hmm. like, uh, and JJ tends to bring his 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 Felicity team, like Greg, mm-hmm. um, waiting for Scott the Scots to come to go on the on board, but. I mean, Carrie's one of the best actresses, like, with the Americans. Like, she's been amazing in, in every every show she's been on. So I feel like she'll bring so much depth to it. Mm-hmm. I do wish that they added more women of color. So I'm mm-hmm. hoping they still add more women of color mm-hmm. um, into the mix. But Carrie, Carrie herself is a great, great actress. So I look forward to her intensity. And mm-hmm. it's nice to see a reunion between Felicity people. Yeah. So. I, I, I feel the same way. I'm really excited for her. I, I I do think we're gonna get some news about more uh, men and women mm-hmm. um, of color coming into the mix, especially like JJ a couple years ago at the Comic Con panel was like, "Board up to me, like I'd cast only Asians." So I feel like <laughs> this is just the beginning, but it is nice to have that reunion, you know, yeah. um, of them. Even though full confession, I've only seen like a couple episodes of Felicity, and now I kind of like want to. Like watch it all yeah. now. Um, Just watch the first season. Okay. And then the last season, because <laughs> in between it's, it's like she lost her way. Okay. Um, and then they caught they got back on at the end. Okay. So you could just like intensely watch the first season, mm-hmm. casually watch two and three, and then four, and then then the uh, like the the fourth season I think is the last one. I don't remember, but yeah, the last season like it's really good. Okay, I will. I will. Take that into consideration. Yeah, I'm I'm rewatching Merlin right now. So oh, that's a good show. Oh man, just brings me back. You know, oh, it was so long ago. It like they're so adorable. Like the CGI is terrible, no. <laughs> but there's such a charm to it that I'm I'm just a big fan of. So once I'm done with that and I'm committed to finishing it finally, yeah, then I'm gonna jump over to Felicity. Yeah, that, that's a good like. I mean, some stuff is problematic because back in the back then, mm-hmm. like it wasn't problematic, but then now it is. It's like watching the like, Gilmore Girls, mm-hmm. like back then, and you're like, oh, I love Rory, and then watching her now, oh, you're like, like, like the worst. 
there's some issues. Mm-hmm. Like, Felicity does have some white privilege problems. Okay. But she's great. Like, okay. it's still great. She's still, like, likable and lovable. Mm-hmm. But it's just some parts are like, oh, damn. Yeah. But back then, it was, like, not a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay, I will keep that in consideration. And the Scots are so cute. <laughs> Scott Speedman and Scott okay. Foley. And I, I miss Speedman so much. <laughs> he needs to do more stuff. Yeah, seriously, <laughs> like, Gibbs. Get out there. Dang it. I know. All right, go on. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I got caught up on Oh, Scott's and one favorite. thing, one thing I got to say is, no, of course she's not Ray's freaking mom. Like, the Hollywood Reporter article the other day, like yesterday, was like, mm. why Carrie Russell should be Ray's mom. Oh, my God. Made me so angry. <laughs> I get it. It's clickbait. You want people to read the article, but come on. Like, did you watch Last Jedi? Yeah. Did you not, like get what they were going for with that reveal yeah, like it's ugh. the message that, that they're nobodies we do not want to see a somebody we we just want that to just be it yeah and i just think it just is a powerful message that you don't have to come from like this special family or like be a part of this legacy in order to be great and special mm-hmm. you know yeah it's like, because of who you are and the decisions that you make you know, to be better and to, uh, like, bring light to the galaxy as yeah. opposed to, like, burning it all down. It's kind of like your circumstances don't define who you are. Mm-hmm. And that's why I loved um, Ryan Johnson's message in the last movie. Like, mm-hmm. it was a whole bunch of nobodies just becoming heroes. Mm-hmm. And so let's just leave it at that. Like, if, like I don't want her mom to be mentioned because with that, that would just ruin the legacy that, that Ryan has with mm-hmm. The Last Jedi. So... Yeah, I, 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 I'm think, I know that Carrie's probably going to be a totally different character, and I'm excited for that, when they reveal did, it. Did you see, uh, there's a theory going around she might, she could be part of the Knights of Ren, and I'm kind of on board with that. <laughs> like, I doubt that's going to happen, but at the same time, I kind of want that to happen. Like, I kind of want to see her in, the, in, the, in that kind of role, mm-hmm. but at the same time, I love her so much, I don't want to hate her. I, my, my, I think you know him, Heath. Mm-hmm. Um, from Twitter, yeah, he, he, he put her in um, a costume like to oh, what was that character he loves? He's obsessed with Zubio. Yep. Yeah, he put it in the Zubio. He goes, "Come on, do it!" I'm just like, "Oh my god, that would be amazing!" But it, it won't happen. It won't happen. I just think it'd be hilarious. It would be so funny <laughs> if that happened. I I'm sure he would spaz. He out. would be like, "This is this is perfect." But yeah, like I I, I really feel like she's gonna be a good character because she's just. Even in Amer- the Americans, she's the protagonist. And yeah. Even if she was a Russian spy, she's still a protagonist. We are still rooting for her. Exactly. So, I, I don't know. I I think she'll have a bigger part than what Gwendolyn did, though. I know, which I love Brienne of Tarth. She's one of my favorite characters from Game of Thrones. So, like, to see Gwendolyn not do as much as Phasma yeah. was a little disappointing. But at the same time, I think we were hyping her a little too much. Yeah. And, like, certain characters and then... They didn't do much with them. And that's okay. Like, it doesn't... Not everyone is, like, a main character. Yeah. Too. Yeah. And, like, if they, like she... Um, I mean, I think there's a lot of deleted scenes with her. Mm-hmm. But not everyone has to, like, have their their moment. But at mm-hmm. least they, they showcase that. She had a regular armor. Mm-hmm. She She's a woman. She's a leader. Yeah. A stormtrooper. So it's, like, okay. And like, she believes in the cause that she's a part of. Yeah. And with, like, conviction, which is always fascinating to see, like, female villains and how they like take to stuff like yeah Bellatrix Lestrange is arguably like the scariest character oh in, my God. Um, yeah. in the Harry Potter world and Dolores Umbridge oh my gosh they're so good 
so good at being bad. Ugh, I love it. Imelda, or Imelda, however you say your name, please do more stuff. I love you. I love Helen, too. You mean call it right there? I'm like, oh, they they were so good in that role. Okay, 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 moving on. to... (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, switching from Star Wars, and before I go to this next story, I wanted... I've seen, like, you tweet about this, and so I really want to hear you, like, verbalize about this with the casting news of Scarlett Johansson in the... Oh, God. Yeah. uh, So, in case you didn't hear this week, um, Scarlett Johansson, in an article saying, like, she's meeting with writers for the Black Widow solo movie... She's also signed up uh, or teaming up with the Ghost in the Shell director again to make, it's called Rub and Tug, I think, uh, where she will be playing a transgender man. Yeah, I think a comedian, like a a comedian, like uh, a trans man comedian. Yeah. She says she learned her lesson from Ghost in the Shell where she's like, I'll never play, I'll never race again. Mm -hmm. And I guess she isn't playing another race, but she's playing, she's taking the role from a uh, what could have been for a trans man, an actor, mm-hmm. and so I'm so disappointed in in in, in that. Like I I, w- I was a huge Scarlett Johansson fan when she was first Black Widow. Yeah, like, I was obsessed with her. Where I was like everything Black Widow, and then the Ghost in the Shell news came out, and I was like, okay, this this is effed up because I do know the characters. Uh, and she and she swore I'm not playing a Japanese character, guys. Mm-hmm. I swear I'm not playing one. I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, let's just see, let's just see. Mm-hmm. And so I got to the screening. And she plays a Japanese character. Mm. And I'm like, not only did you take a role that could have been for a Japanese American or Japanese character person mm-hmm. or Asian person, not only did that, but you also lied. Yeah. And um, and then she said, I learned my lesson. I'm not going to do it again. Mm-hmm. And now she's doing it again, essentially doing it again. And then her horrible, yeah, her, she, she needs a statement. Fire. Okay. You can say this. She needs to fire her publicist. Yeah. I'm just saying that because you one, if that was her statement, somebody should have stopped her from that. Yeah, I, would, or like, I wouldn't release it. I wouldn't well, yeah, even wouldn't even release, release it. it. So the statement was, which was very like a brief thing. Like, if you have a problem with this, look at uh, Jeffrey Tumber, uh, Jared Leto, Felicity Huffman. Basically, looking at saying, like, look at these people who've played these characters and have gone on to win awards, which I get it, but like, dude, come on. Like, that was. Like, just because you, a person murdered a person doesn't mean you could murder a person. Yeah! It's still a wrong thing to do. Mm-hmm. Like, just, and then plus, you don't want to be in the same level as Tambor and, and Leto yeah. right now, especially. And like, everyone's saying, oh, there's no big deal. You know, Felicity Huffman got a lot of flack from it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Hillary, Hillary uh, Swank got a lot, a lot of flack, flack for it. it. The internet wasn't, there wasn't social media when, when Hillary Swank was doing it, but mm-hmm. people still complain. Mm-hmm. It's just that they don't listen. Hollywood doesn't yeah. listen. And so, like, I'm, I'm just so disappointed in her in, 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 the, in the fact that she's taken another role that could have been for another person. She's a Hollywood star. Like, mm-hmm. thanks to Avengers, she's a known name, and, like, Lucy's doing well, and that's or a white woman too, mm-hmm. a role, and she's doing so well for herself. She doesn't need these other parts. Yeah, she 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 hasn't been proven to be bankable other than what Avengers and Lucy. Yeah. So I don't. There's whole excuse of oh she's bankable. Like look at Ghost in the Shell. Yeah, like, that's it, like, it. Even do well overseas. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of like you know, didn't you learn your lesson? Yeah. And 
she's not that deep. So no, like I and I want to see more from Scarlett. I know yeah. she has it in her, but I haven't seen those like deeper character moments for her she's in lost different roles. Translation. Yeah, the last time I saw something like intense from her. Oh, man, I just watched that two years ago, and I was like, why was I missing out on this? This was incredible to me. But since then, and even like the couple of scenes in Age of Ultron, I got more about her, and it was like, yeah. oh, okay, she can go there. But I haven't really seen much since. So. But, like she doesn't need to go there as a to play a character, a trans person. Yeah, like, she doesn't under like oh it's acting. I'm like, but you know what? You really like it's not fair for a lot of trans people who can't get roles. Like, yeah, this. there's still they such a, like a stigma yeah. in Hollywood about it, and so and typically trans people always play trans people. Mm-hmm. They never get the opportunity to play like regular roles. Like. Mm-hmm. And like they can, and they mm-hmm. should be able to, because mm-hmm. like they are, they are, they are women, they are men, mm-hmm. so they should be able to go for at least go for the roles. Yeah, and the thing at is least they, get to get into the get same into the room. room. Yeah, they should be allowed the same room, and like to give the opportunity, but they're they're not given this. So the mm-hmm. fact that a trans role is given to um, someone who's not part of the community and doesn't understand it, mm-hmm. it's it's kind of like a slap in the face. Yeah, like unless you unless. Like you allow trans transgenders to uh, trans, uh, like actors and actresses to participate in the regular in the rooms mm-hmm. to play their parts, then then it should be equal. Agreed. Come on, Scarlett. <laughs> I, I, I I believe in you. You should she, pull a Ed Skyn. Yeah, she basically she has done so much for like putting speaking up for women in the industry, and I just want to see her step up now. Like yeah. realize that. Realize the error of her ways and make a change about it. Use her influence for good. Yeah, I, I'm hoping that um, Michael Shea will talk to Colin Jost, who's his best friend. Yeah, he's dating Scarlett. I'm like Michael Shea will tell him, like, "Dude, what's up?" And then yeah, and then Colin will be like, "Hey, hey Scarlett, so, honey." Like, yeah, ScarJo. So here's the deal. Yeah, like because look at Ed Skine. He he was cast as a, a Japanese character, a Japanese American character, mm-hmm. but he was like, you know what, this is wrong. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna pull out and and let let a Asian American person portray this role because it's not right. And he got so much love for it. And exactly. So, and like, because like, and like I I have so much more respect for him too. Mm-hmm. Like, and I think the community does too. We like we appreciate him. So if Scarlett were, were to say, you know what, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna lead this role mm-hmm. then I feel like the community would be like okay mm-hmm. we respect that yeah and we appreciate that mm-hmm. Scarlett I know you I know you don't listen to this but listen to Laura she's making <laughs> she should be your publicist uh, hire me <laughs> make sure you write sensitive stuff yes <laughs> okay and so with that let's jump into Ant-Man and the Wasp. Oh, amazing. It is out this weekend. It's already made $11.5 million Thursday so night, and it's tracking to make about $85 million this weekend. It's amazing. I'm so, I love this movie so much. I, I love the actors involved in it. Paul Rudd, I, I, I am in love with him. Paul Rudd is an <laughs> ageless wonder. Like, how does he stay... Like, yeah. how does he look so good now as opposed to when he was in Clueless? It just boggles just, my mind. I just want him to tell us his secrets. Like, Please. if he released a book on it, he would he would, he would be a bestseller. He would be, like, a claim, uh, like, an author. Because he became an author. So I'm like, come on, dude. Just do it. Just, just tell do us it. everything. <laughs> yeah, it's such a great movie. It's, it's, 
like, I think it's honestly because of the, the, the way that the humor is. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one of the funniest Marvel movies. And, like, a lot of people are like, what? And, like, it's because the humor is relatable. It's, like, everyday banter that I would do with, like, my friends and, like, yeah. every day. I'm not going to banter, like, jokes that they have in other, other movies. And it's not like that the other movies are bad. They're great. Mm-hmm. It's just different. Like, I find this one, this these jokes more relatable mm-hmm. and some stuff that I would I, I would see every day, like, and appreciate more. Mm-hmm. And I, I saw Paul Rudd wrote it. And so it kind of reflected his movie, his comedy movies, which, like, I find so relatable and so likable. Because mm-hmm. he's so likable. He's so charismatic. He is. So I feel like that's why it's the funniest movies. And and then Michael Pena's Louise. Kid you not, the truth serum scene, I was crying laughing. <laughs> like, I was trying to get it together, but I couldn't stop laughing. It was so funny to me. And just, like, pretty much all of the stuff that he did, like, landed perfectly. I was like, I'm so glad we have more of you. Yeah. Like, the fact that he was given the bigger role, because everyone knows, knew he is the, like one of the stars of this oh, yeah. movie. It just the re- his, everyone was waiting for his recaps. We were everyone's anticipating every time he's talking. We're like, okay, he's gonna, he's do, gonna it do it. He's gonna do he's it. He's gonna do it. And then the truth serum, he goes, yeah, okay, okay. So I met Scott. I'm like, oh my god, this is happening. Yeah. So a couple days before the movie came out, that part of that clip came yeah. out, and I was crying, laughing at work, like my new job. I was like, I can't be doing this right now. Like I've got to be a little professional. But oh my gosh, this is gonna be it, great. And then it played out the rest of it. I was like, this is so great. Oh, it was, like, one of the best, like, I honestly, my opinion needs to recap every movie before every, like, Infinity War, I hope he does it. I hope oh he my gosh, does. Avengers 4, he's like, so, here's what happened. Yeah, so, this is what happened, like, because <laughs> it's been, like, it's gonna be, it's gonna be, like, a year apart, it's like, yeah, so it's a year, so we need a recap, and I hope he makes an appearance in Captain Marvel doing a recap, <laughs> too, like, I want him to do everything. Oh my gosh, yes, that would be amazing. I like, want him to do every single thing. <laughs> please, like, Hollywood, keep casting yeah. him, but seriously, for the next round of Avengers press tour stuff, he should be there. He needs to be there, like, I would do everything just to be, like, to record, to inter- I want to interview him and just, mm-hmm. like, have him be his character and just have him do a recap as his character. Mm-hmm. So, okay, people who do TV interviews or it's showcase please ask him to be the character and recap infinity war i i do written so it's totally different Mm -hmm. so i'm like oh my god if you're on tv and like doing tv pressers please Mm -hmm. ask him to recap as Luis. yes make that happen somebody somebody please et make that happen oh my gosh seriously that well Tweet at Ash. Yeah. Make this happen. Like, just say, as the character, please recap <laughs> Infinity War, the first one. And yeah. It'll be perfect. But yeah, like, I, I did the set visit, too. For yeah, exactly. So, what was amazing is you were at the premiere, you went for the set visit, you did a bunch of the press stuff. Like, mm-hmm. what did you see? How was it? Give us your experience of Ant-Man and the Wasp. So I, I did I did, I did for different outlets. So I did the mm-hmm. set visit for a Chinese magazine that I write for. And so they sent me with the international team to to interview um, Paul Rudd mm-hmm. in his costume. Um, and I got to touch him oh. uh, in his costume. Oh because we were asking him questions about, hey, like, t- like tell us how the costume feels, all this stuff. And he was like, you want to touch it? And then he just stood up, like, he was like, buried his arms, like, across. Like, go ahead, guys. Touch it. Like, and he was like, he was like, Jesus. And oh, my like, goodness. And we got to just touch it. And it mm-hmm. felt, honestly, I, I don't remember how it felt. Mm-hmm. I just kept staring at him. 
<laughs> while doing it and like I the shoulder part, so it's it's not harassment. Just the shoulder. <laughs> I, I got, like, consent to make sure. Yeah. And there's the shoulder, no Me Too movement there's happening. No, there's no, like, I made sure it was a safe, safe area. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got to just hit his shoulder and I just kept staring at him because, like, he had no wrinkles. Because I, <laughs> I was like, I need to just look at his face, face and just figure out if he does anything. And I don't see any signs of Botox or collagen. He looks amazing. His skin is perfect, and it's glistened. I don't know if it was makeup, because he was shooting the scene, mm-hmm. but he still looked perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, I got to interview Evangeline Lilly, but not in her costume. She was mm-hmm. um, outside her costume, but she, she was lovely. She was just mm-hmm. like, she was like, so excited about the role, and she, she should be. She was She's the first title superhero, woman, female superhero. So it's like kind of like, oh my god, this is a big deal. And she knew. Mm-hmm. Um, Lawrence Fishburne is like mostly bad guy ever. Oh, I bet. At this point, he's just yeah. like, yep, I'm here. Let's go. Yeah, he was just like, he was just like, and he goes, I'll be truthful. And I'm like, are you going to be giant man? No. Are you going to do this? Yes. Are you going to do this? I can't say. But yes. <laughs> like, he answered like so perfectly. I'm like, oh my god, he is like just straightforward. And just. And I was like, wink if you have to, t- if you could tell us. And he was just like, just stares at you, like, no, no blinking, mm-hmm. and I'm like, okay, he's, he's, he's really good at keeping secrets, but at mm-hmm. the same time, he's Lawrence Fishman, he can do whatever he wants. Exactly. <laughs> and then Peyton Reed was fantastic, he's so great to talk to, and I got to talk to the, to the crew, like, the FX, VFX people, and mm-hmm. the production designer, and the costume designer, and it was, they were all great, and I got to watch, like, a scene happen, mm-hmm. and I got to walk around the set. The, Which scene did you get to see? Um, I saw them when Ghost breaks into, um, which is not a spoiler because you see it in the thing, in the trailer, um, Ghost breaks into the, their their office and I'm, I went inside the quantum realm, the quantum, no, realm, yeah. the quantum tunnel, mm-hmm. I got to see their, the, 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 the keyboards that they did, they did that scene, when the family's coming back, um, the Prims are coming back, yeah. and then that scene, so we, oh, I got to watch that. that's so cool. Yeah, I didn't get to see, um, uh, Hannah, I think they were mm-hmm. doing separate ones, but I, um. And they wouldn't let us interview Hannah. Oh. So they were, like, keeping her, her on, like, lockdown. Yeah, they were just like, nope. And, like, and we're like, oh, can we see the... No. And then we were just like, oh. But we did get to see a trailer that they made. Mm-hmm. And it featured stuff that they were like, oh, you can't talk about this. Oh, so we're like, okay. Okay. <laughs> but, I mean, I can talk about it now because the movie's yeah, out, Exactly. They, they showed the suit, his suit, like, uh, Hank's mm-hmm. suit that he was going to wear. And so mm-hmm. they are like, oh, don't talk about it. But now I can because the movie's out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's full spoiler, guys. It's yeah, great. It's, it's, it was great, guys. We can talk around this, but it's worth talking about the mid-credit scene and the post-credit <gasps> scene. Well, the post is not a big deal. The post isn't a big deal. I mean, the after... The was a big-ass deal. Yeah. I'm like... This didn't be too much of a spoiler, guys, but we do live in a post-Infinity War world. Yes. And um, certain things do happen. It makes sense, but at the same time, I was kind of distraught. Like, how did... Gut response, like, when you saw that scene, yeah. like, how did you... What did you think? I was like, oh, man... First, I'm glad he wasn't um, snapped out. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that's a spoiler, but don't worry. Too bad. Don't worry. You know what? He, it's spoiler been, alerts, it was, guys. It was leaked. The Avengers 4 poster was leaked. Yeah. And that man's on it, so. <laughs> so, not too much of a shocker, guys. Um, yeah, I was, I, was, I was really shocked. I was like, I, I was thinking, it, it's hard to not say a spoiler, but I was thinking at least more of them would, would be around. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping Luis survived. I know, right? We didn't see him, so it's no We didn't see him, so we don't, like... Yeah. 
But yeah, my 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 gut feeling is because of what happened. I feel like this is. I'm not gonna try to do a spoiler, but I feel like um, Wong is gonna be involved with with, with it Ooh. because the only person who could go into the quantum realm is Wong right now. That makes so much sense. Or the ancient one, but you know, because yeah, they did, but you know. Are they really? <laughs> well, with the rumors, with the rumors of time travel involved in Avengers Four, it's fascinating. Somebody posed a question to me, like they could bring back characters from different timelines or mm-hmm. different like time eras to help them out. And somebody asked, like, wouldn't it be cool if we saw Ebony Maul versus uh, the Ancient One battle? And I'm like, oh dude, God. yes, let's make this happen. That like, would be amazing. But I think that would be too much, too, with the battles. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot happening. I yeah. kind of wish this movie was four hours long, but it won't be. No, there might be a part two and then part three. <laughs> because it's just so, there's just so much to crank in there. Mm-hmm. Like... I mean, like Avengers Four is already done, but still, it's mm-hmm. like there's just so much stuff. But I feel like I feel like the only person who has access to the quantum realm is Wong. So yeah, I feel like he's gonna Wong, be or maybe even Captain Marvel. Which that oh just, yeah, which, she could, she's she the could most do it. powerful being ever, and yeah. her powers come from like the quantum realm anyway. So yeah. it'd be really cool if she could like travel back and forth. Yeah, you know, in that, but um, it was like where has she been? But we'll find out. In, I know in we'll Captain find out Marvel. in. Oh man, March is so far away. <sighs> But they just fin- they just finished wrapping filming last night, so mm-hmm. it's now post world like ugh, getting it together. I'm like I just I just want to have all the movies out already. Yeah, like Ant Man. Like I know it's the hype of Ant Man right now, mm-hmm. which I, I I feel like we need to be constant. It's gonna be amazing, but it's amazing. But I want to other movies now. We have to wait so long. We don't even get a Star Wars movie in December, so I'm like. <laughs> What, wait, what's next? I know. March is like the Captain Marvel. What, yeah. Do we have anything in the fall? I, I mean, Venom is coming out in the fall. Aquaman is coming out as far as like the superhero yeah, movies superhero. are concerned. But like, yeah. No Marvel. No yeah. more Marvel. Um, No more Star Wars right now. I we know. live in a barren wasteland right yeah. now. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like I, I could like relax then. Mm-hmm. It's like calm a little bit, but at the same <laughs> time. But hiatus is a good and bad thing I've yeah. noticed. Like hiatus builds up that momentum but sometimes it's just hard months out there of like there's nothing I know I can catch up on writing <laughs> <laughs> more important things I know, to work I on I have to get my work done so alright let's talk about you because Laura you're pretty awesome like I, I don't want to oversell like I, this isn't overselling it I think you're a really cool person you or freelancer writing for different outlets. You get to cover all of these set visits and press events. Like, how did you get involved in that in the first place? So everyone, everyone keeps asking me. Like, my background, um, my background, um, I was a um, scientist writer, science writer. Mm-hmm. Um, I published uh, journals in journals. So yeah, I, I was an editor and writing for that, and um, I started. I, I started just doing my own blog of, like, fun stuff because I was like, oh, I need to write creative, like, fun stuff. Um, and then I got hired by, like, some some groups. I met, knew some people in the geek world. And they were like, hey, you know, would you ever consider doing coverage for us? And I'm like, well, mm-hmm. we'll see. I'm writing all the time. Yeah. And they were like, well, no, we, we'll pay and we'll take care of you. Don't worry. And I was like, okay, I'll just try it out. And um, I, I started writing for them. I sent them in. And they were like, this is really good stuff. Like, we will, mm-hmm. do you mind, like, if we if we could, like, hire you to do some more stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, okay. And it was all science-based. 
So it was all like, because science is like became the cool thing yeah. at that time. And they were like, oh, you're, you know, you know, you know, your, your, that's your background. We, we want you to cover it. So I did, I covered um, uh, Interstellar and like Mar- the Martian and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So I was like, okay. And a, a whole bunch of the, the astronaut like space stuff and science. And they were like, oh, we, you know, like you go to the Star Wars conventions and Comic Con anyway, mm-hmm. you know, we, we could hire you to write some articles. And oh, so, wow. and then other outlets started like, like messaging and I pitched to them too I'm like okay hey, let me do this and so I got I started getting hired by some other companies and I, I met other people who were like you know if we, we don't mind hiring you for some stuff and I wanted to do international stuff I wanted to do mm-hmm. some magazines so I, I asked my friend I was like hey you know and, and he was I pitched to them and so they they, they were like you know do you want to do set visits do yeah you do this and this and this and I'm like Okay, yeah, totally. So, and then I have to write like a seven thousand word thing that I convert to Chinese. And okay, so, wow. Yeah, it's like it's a it's it's great because like it's just I like so many doors have opened where I um like I'll get emailed like do you want to write? I'm like yeah, let me tell which sites I, I would pitch it to and mm-hmm. and I'm trying to branch out now. I'm like okay, I'm gonna start pitching to other places once I finish all the articles I have to. Yeah. Like, I'm like I'm like I want to pitch for other places and mm-hmm. I write for um and so whoever wants to hire me I'm almost done with my my quote my work so I will I will pitch to you guys if you need me to but yeah I I um I, I they started sending me the places and they were like hey and then PR people reached out to me and then I would just submit it to my, the different outlets I write for wow and so I'm like I I have FOMO mm-hmm. so like I'm I don't everyone's like do you sleep I'm like barely. <laughs> I try to write as much as I can and go to as much as many mm-hmm. things as possible. Yeah. And um, that's why I don't have any pets now. So I could just enjoy. Yeah. And like, and, and get work done. Yeah. And then, and I get, and it's great because I get to pick and choose. Like mm-hmm. I do, I edit a lot of stuff like normally, so I don't have to worry about writing because you get worn out when you keep writing versus editing. It's just like, oh yeah. Working on other people's work. So yes. I, 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 um, yeah, and I still do science writing. I still do scientific because I was like, well, I have my degree in that too. Mm-hmm. So I try to I I do entertainment. Um, I'll do si- some science on the side, but I do mainly entertainment now. So they'll, okay. they'll send me to different places. Wow. And so how as well? Okay. First, what specifically did you like to write science about? Like science journalism. Like what stuff was fascinating to you that you got to dive into? Um, I I you know I got to like because my background's actually like biology and, and, and chem so it, it mm-hmm. was interesting to do phys- like go into the physics stuff like, okay and if I interview um like John and Nolan mm-hmm. or for um interstellar and it was interesting to do space stuff because they're not related but people mm-hmm. assume that if you're a science background you have like all you know the science space. <laughs> like you know space so doing I, I do a lot of research on that stuff mm-hmm. and so when um now I get hired for that kind of stuff but it's just so interesting to learn more about that and to learn um, aerospace and engineering mm-hmm. aspects of it. It's, yeah, that was like, what was your question again? Because I got into, like, my mind was like, oh, science. No, like, uh, it was just like, what were, what are things that you're fascinated about, like, with writing for science, but then the differences, I guess, between, like, writing for, like, science scientific journals versus like entertainment what are like the oh, pros and cons okay <laughs> it's a big difference scientific journals like you need to do the research like a lot of research mm-hmm. and um and you have to pure journalism is just like get reference and, and submit it to 
scientific journals to get published and, mm-hmm. and that's like a lot of work and then with entertainment I feel like that's fun it's mm-hmm. it's, it's so because like I love entertainment like I love movies I love t- television I could mm-hmm. talk about it all the time I could break down like and I that was I did the com too so I was like I I studied like I did a class on in tv and film but I love I love talking about analyzing that um with science I think because I my I'm Asian background, I grew up thinking, oh, okay, I want to do like I, to be stuck with science because like mm-hmm. that's what we do. Okay. And so I told my mom, I'm like, you know, I want to branch out to entertainment. And she was just like, as long as you know what you're doing and you're getting mm-hmm. yourself into, she goes, that's fine. Um, so I wish I'd started that later, but I mean, mm-hmm. I, I got to where I am now. And yeah. Doing a lot of entertainment stuff, I really appreciate and enjoy. I got to do re- reviews and stuff, so. I, 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 there's a huge difference and I, I enjoy, I enjoy both because I use like a lot of my other side of my brain. Yeah. And I use one side for like science and the other side's like my creative writing. Mm-hmm. And I, I like the, I like how it entertainments because I get to analyze things and I get to interpret and give, provide my own opinion. Yeah. With uh, scientific journals, you need to have facts and, and, and you have to really do pure journal, like peer reviews. And so... I really I like I I, I like both because I do get to incorporate both sometimes too because like mm-hmm. with interstellar you have to learn about black holes yeah and you have to really look at like you don't want to be wrong so mm-hmm. when you submit to like an uh, a, like an article like send it to China they really look at that stuff oh yeah <laughs> it's very important like you have yeah like, you have your to get your facts right yeah like you can't just like write like oh and this is why like you need to but for a movie like that you need to provide proof. Because they really base it around that, mm-hmm. and then uh, yeah, with the Martian too, like they really base around like science, science, mm-hmm. and like Annihilation. Even though it's like sci-fi, they, yeah. they try to add some science to it. Of course. Um. So that's why I appreciate. I'm like when I got into it, they were like, oh, you know, and start Star Trek and Star Wars, space, mm-hmm. space. So people are like, oh, can you explain this? And I'm like, okay, let me research it. And it's, mm-hmm. and it's it's so interesting just to talk about the to mink to mix the two of that my background mm-hmm. um and I do more entertainment now but I um I love going back to it sometimes yeah but I do want to well it's okay one um it's so funny because a lot of like my story of how I got here to ET yeah. it resembles a lot of like uh your background like I was studying to go to med school at one point oh and wow. then, yeah and I started writing uh reviews for uh, once upon a time for screenspy.com and I realized how much I loved doing that and mm-hmm. I was like I just want to get paid to fangirl how does that work um and then that's when I reached out to ET for like an internship and that's so great like oh, yeah man. so I at one point like I was all into well surviving Okim because that's all you can do oh, um I don't miss those days <laughs> <laughs> so it's really cool to like hear how you started off in a world of science, like, thinking, like, that's what you were going to do yeah. in the long run, and then it turned into this, and I just I think that's so cool. And that you get to do both. Like, it's yeah. not going – all that, like, education isn't just being, like, yeah. thrown out. It's because you're combining both worlds together, yeah. and I think that's so unique and awesome. So Yeah, I, I, I always, like, love hearing those stories because um, I know so many TV writers mm-hmm. who, like – like the Star Star Trek people, one of them mm-hmm. is a PhD in astrophysics. Oh my gosh! Um, I think that's issues. And then she she's writing television now. Mm-hmm. And then I love hearing those stories of people who like started out doing something 
and they thought that like a career, especially Asian Americans, mm-hmm. and they think their career is going to go for one thing, and then they just twist to something else that mm-hmm. that they actually appreciate, but not yeah. follow the trends of like what the Asian mm-hmm. people it, would want you to go to. And your parents are like really supportive of the switch. For yeah, you. they. I mean, they 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 were just like as long as you could support yourself and handle mm-hmm. yourself. Like they were like, that's fine, but mm-hmm. don't waste your education that you know. Mm-hmm. And like I tell my parents, like you know, I'm, I I I'll pick and choose what I need to 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 survive. Mm-hmm. And um and I will um, but I, I want to do what I love too because like I don't want to feature and just think like oh man I could have done all this stuff and opportunities like if I said no to a whole bunch of things there's then the other opportunities would never happen yeah and so I'm, I'm like no and then like I just feel like I gotta live my best life now or else <laughs> I'm gonna regret it well speaking of your best life comic-con's around the corner and you're part of a panel like yeah so you're gonna be a part of yeah. a panel at comic-con yeah geek destination yeah can you give us a preview of like what y'all are gonna be talking about yeah yeah it's with my friend anastasia washington who i love so much and then holly amos and um and then Hoffer design is gonna be there and uh, and then their culture culture is gonna be there um yeah there it's it's gonna be about geek traveling and geek um what to prepare for because um i travel I go to places, I decide where to go for my trips based on what was filmed there, what geek stuff I could do. Um, I planned a whole trip around the UK just because, like, for Doctor Who. Nice! Um, for, for, um, for parts, like, for Sherlock, for, I did a whole geek um, itinerary that I wanted to do just because all the, the like, I'm obsessed with fandom. Mm-hmm. Um, so I based, like, all my trips, like, Greece. I did a trip, and I, mm-hmm. I, I was like, okay, what shows are filmed here? And mm-hmm. um, Rome, I, all right, got to do Master of None, all this stuff. Yeah. And, and Italy, yeah. So I, I was like, okay, I got to do all my geek travel. And if I do, it's going to be for movies that happen. Like Thailand, mm-hmm. the beach. I was like, okay, any, any what movies have been shot here? Mm-hmm. China, okay, got to do all my geek, geek travel. So... It's basically like um, preparing for traveling, what mm-hmm. resources to do, what to bring, okay. what to expect. Yeah, it's gonna be really fun. Like I just, I, I love the people who are a part of it, and they they travel like uh, like me just for just for, and then and, and also to be budget friendly too because mm-hmm. we understand like, and there's a lot of free tours, so we yeah. yeah, there's a lot of free tours for places and even local. I do a lot of local mm-hmm. geek stuff. Oh. Okay. Um, so I'm going to talk about that too, but it's just, there's so much to do and you don't need to spend that much. Everyone's like, oh, you, but you have to do this. I'm like, no, there was, I, I think it's budget friendly. I, I, I did a travel, one travel trip for like less than like, like two grand mm-hmm. and still got to do everything. That's amazing. Yeah. Like you just have to prepare. And so mm-hmm. that's what we're going to talk about. Each of us are like going to talk about, um, just geek traveling and mm-hmm. like what you can do and prepare for it. That's that's awesome. I'm heading to London at the end of August, so Oh, there's so much things for you to do. Please send me like a full like oh list God. of everything. Tell me where you're staying and I can tell you exactly from that point and then Oh my gosh. Uh, like a tour. Like I'm obsessed with London's my favorite city in the world. Really? Yeah. I, if I could go any go anywhere and live anywhere, it would be there. Mm-hmm. Um there's so much to do. But yeah, like this is my oh, no. first time. I'm super excited. I'm going to do – so I am doing the official Harry Potter yes. set uh, tour. I'm so excited. And we're doing – there's this pop-up afternoon tea. It's potions class. Um, oh, so we're going to have, like, holdrons and all this fun stuff. So. Try to stay at the Harry Potter ho- theme hotel. There's a theme hotel nearby. Yeah. I, I saw the, like – what was it? The 
BuzzFeed or some social media video about it. I'm like, that would be amazing. Yeah, like it, it, it's it's great for a pothead to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what I call a pothead fence. <laughs> I've heard potheads and potterheads. There's no great name for the Harry Potter fan. I say fandom. potheads because it sounds so amazing. <laughs> <laughs> well, and we're Hufflepuffs and there's a theory yeah. that they're the stoners of Hogwarts. Yeah, so, I you know. It. The puffs. <laughs> <laughs> All about the puff pride. What? What? Yeah, oh, yeah. The Geek Travel, Thursday, 6 p.m. Okay. On Comic-Con. <laughs> Man, that's going to be so cool. You were telling me this before we started, but uh, you're still planning out, like, your Comic-Con schedule. Yeah. Like, what stuff are you looking forward to? Like, panels, people you're going to see, events happening. Yeah. I am excited for Doctor Who showing up. Mm-hmm. Um, they, um, Jodie's coming, mm-hmm. 13th Doctor, and then two of her companions who are people of color. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, both, like, there's, um, Toshin Cole and, um, Mandeep, I think, and I, I forgot her name, but Yasmin Mandeep, Man, McGill, McGill, and, um, she, they both, yeah, they're both, like, two people of color, uh, as companions. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, this is a big deal. Like they, I'm 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 planning to go cover, cover that and go to that. Um, obsessed with with Doctor Who. Um, hoping to do some Star Trek stuff, Discovery mm-hmm. stuff, and I want to do a lot of the act, act, um, activations. Mm-hmm. My my main thing was like, oh, the experiences that you get to do. Like, yeah, there's just so many awesome experiences, and so I want to do those. But I'm I'm still working on my schedule. Like I'm getting emails to do coverage and for stuff, but I mm-hmm. haven't confirmed anything. Oh, okay. But I'm um. I, I, I've been emailing them, and they emailed me to do coverage, but there's just so much to do. There is. And I'm just like, I need to figure out my schedule, and I want to give myself a day to go to Artist Alley mm-hmm. um, and buy stuff. There so you go. So I'm like, I'm like, okay, I got to figure out my schedule. Thursday's packed, though. My Thursday is completely packed, like, mm-hmm. with Doctor Who, and then I have uh, appointments with some um, expo people, and it's just going to be nuts. Mm-hmm. And then Walking Dead's going to be huge there. Angela oh, King yeah. is the new showrunner, so I do want to oh, do wow. coverage. Mm-hmm. She's an um, Asian-American yeah. showrunner, so I'm kind of like, okay, I need to, I need to take care of, do that, especially with two of them leaving. Yeah. So That's, um, like, big news that you'll want to cover. That they all, yeah, they need, like, we need to know what's going to happen. Like, the main star is leaving. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, I'm like, okay, and then I want to talk to Angela Kang if I can. Because mm-hmm. it's just... It's it's so much pride. I have so much pride for to see an uh, Asian American be part of something. Yeah, it's gonna be really awesome. I hope you get the chance to yeah. like chat with her and you know. Yeah, like it'll be fun to just have a discussion, like mm-hmm. um, see where it goes. And Darkest Minds is gonna be there, so I'm oh, excited yeah. for that one. That's also an Asian American director, so I'm really <laughs> I'm like I, I for me when I go like when I plan things out with like I email the editors, I'm like. They know my, my what I want to do. Like, mm-hmm. China wants me to cover, like, movie, like, big-name mm-hmm. movies. So I'm kind of like, but I'm like, but think of me for the Asian stuff. Like, James Wan with Aquaman. Yeah. And, um, and, and Jennifer yeah, Nelson for Darkest Minds. I'm like, mm-hmm. let me do those because I care. I mean, I mm-hmm. care about everything, but. But seriously, that, like, like, that's stuff that's closer to the heart that yeah, you really want Yeah, it's close want to, to my heart. So mm-hmm. I'm like. I mean, I would love to cover those. So if any, any, if the China, if China won't let me, if anyone here will let me, <laughs> I will. I, I know everything about them. <laughs> you would be perfect to cover that. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, thank you so much for coming today and being able to like fangirl about stuff with me no, and um, just share more about your story and um, how 
you're basically like living the fangirl dream and you're really passionate about this stuff and that's just super encouraging yeah that's just really encouraging to hear you know like in a really competitive like crazy world of like entertainment journalism that you are like true to yourself and that you um cover the things that you enjoy and you love what you do mm-hmm. like sometimes I've I've met people who it's more about just a paycheck than it is like caring about the stuff that you're covering so Laura you're yeah. awesome <laughs> I, I I just like I feel like we we should like women and uh, like women color women and mm-hmm. in general like we need to put ourselves out there because mm-hmm. it's a it's a really crazy world and, and like we're so underrepresented like women mm-hmm. are like with the me too movement and then women of color and people of color just are underrepresented mm-hmm. so we have to try to get our if no one if they aren't going to get our name out there and get our stories out there then we mm-hmm. need to do it mm-hmm. exactly where can where can people find you uh i am constantly on twitter talking about the world cup right now but i am on twitter at l Cole, l s i r i k u l and i'm on instagram um mm-hmm. and then a lot of my work I, I post a lot of my work on there so they okay. can always read it um i'm trying to get china to send me my mag- the magazine so i could post it mm-hmm. the english version so oh, okay could read it yeah that'd be really cool yeah so i might set up my own thing just so i could be like i'm just gonna post the article in english for people it's, it's all right <laughs> it's here so you can read it too yeah i sent to you first <laughs> so i'm just gonna post it here <laughs> very nice well Thanks for joining us. And thanks, guys, for tuning in. I'll see you next time. I hope you have a fantastic day. Yeah, it's corny. It's so cute. (laughs) (laughs) Take care, guys. Bye. Bye.